Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. Navigating mindset for a new reality in Christ. And so part of the things in which we tend to do, because this month for us is a month of our union in Christ. So how then do we begin to navigate our mindset? And part of the things in which I said last week, I was making majority of you all who were here, I mean, who was with us last week, Thursday. In case Steve, today is your first time for joining us and you could not, um, what's God, you were not there for last week, Thursday. I want to encourage you. I want you to visit our YouTube channel and just go to the previous Thursday's message and just go. Take your time for you to sit down and listen to it. I was even listening to it about a few hours ago and it blesses my mind. It blesses my thought because why? I needed also to hear what Pastor Darlington is saying from God just to bless Darlington for Darlington to be able to, I mean, to, be able to run the race that God has given him. But the thing that we, which we put on that very particular Thursday was the fact that until our mind is positioned rightly in Christ even though when we are in Christ we may not be able to take hold of the benefit that is available in Christ. I'll repeat it again. Until our mind is positioned rightly in Christ, even though we are in Christ, if our mind is not positioned, we may not be able to take hold of what is available or the possibility therein in Christ Jesus. Because why? We get to understand by covenant that covenant, by the covenant of salvation, the ability for us to have the God kind of mind, the life of God, the Zoe that was breathed into man, the ability for us to operate in that space, it is available, but it takes ability for us to change our mind. No wonder the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 12 from verse 2, it said, be it transformed by the renewing, which means the ability for you to transform, it's only dependent on the renewing of your mind. The ability for you to be transformed is only dependent on the renewing of your mind. Majority of us, we are praying for the pastor to transform us. We keep going from conferences to conferences. Ability for us to, what's it called, to even browse on one message to another message. Now that they've locked down is happening. A lot of people are going from one church to another church online just to make sure that whatever they can find there could transform their mind. No, my dear sisters and brother, your transformation is your personal business. It is your private investment to your life. Because no wonder we can see in that scripture. He said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The, the pastors can only tell you what to do. But if you don't engage on that reality, there is nothing that will happen. And also, I think the test in which we read was in the book of Genesis chapter 1, from verse 26 to verse 28, where God was saying, let us make man our own image. The ability for man to be able to operate in the mind of God, in the thought of God, and in the possibility of God. Now, when he said, let us make man, he was saying, let us create a species that can operate like us. And we can see that when he created that species called Adam, Adam was a species. We have two kinds of species, the Adam species and also the Christ species. But now, majority of are still locked in the species of Adam. We've not moved from the Adam species to the Christ species. For you to move from this Adamic species to this Christ species, it takes what Romans 12 2 says. Renew your mind. Because this very particular Adamic species is a substandard product to the reality of who we are in Christ. It's not, it's like, it's like, it's like you trying to operate a brand new car. I mean, it's like you're trying to operate an old car that you is probably the car is like 1422. And you want that car to be able to run with the new model of Bugatti Veyron. It is not possible. Even though you try to change the engine, do whatever and all those things, it, as long as the engine, it is still operating on the whatever capacity that engine can put, it can never run like a Bugatti Veyron. But you are the one who needs to say, okay, fine. Now I know that this species called Adam, that chapter has closed. Because now I am now in Christ. If I'm now in Christ now, I need to renew my mind from this Adam species into this new species called the Christ man. And I pray for somebody tonight, as this message will begin to go down, every renewing of your mind that you need to engage will begin to take shape after the service in the name of Jesus. We also see also, we bring a particular example, the guy who were building the Tile of Babel. 
Those guys in the book of Genesis chapter 11 from verse 5 to verse 12, uh, 7. Genesis 11, 5 to 7. The Bible says in that scripture that one guy came with an idea to say, come, let us, let us. For somebody to say, come, let us, which means there is a mindset he carried that would be able to compel the possibility of let us build a tower that will be from ground to up. And the Bible says as long as every one of them, their mind captured the reality, God himself says, come, let us go and see what they had built on earth. Your mind determines what you hold in life. I know too that Christ has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. But your mind determines what you will hold out of life. Your mind determines what you will hold out of life. And so because of that very particular reality tonight, I remember that also part of the things in which we talk. We talk about the spirit, the soul, and the body. But for tonight, we'll be focusing on the mind. The mind, because that's the part two that we are looking up to. And without what we said... Last week, I'm just trying to do a last week torch. What we said, we say, what is the mindset that sponsors this kingdom? What mindset sponsors this kingdom? I remember very well, number one point, we, which we said last week, Thursday. Number one is your source. What mindset do you have concerning your source? Your source, when I'm talking about your source, I'm talking for, for every one of us who are believers tonight. I'm talking about your source called the God, the Father himself. What kind of mindset do you have? Do you see God the Father like your own earthly father? Your own earthly father who has fault, who has frailty. Do you see your God, your God the Father as your own earthly father? Because sometimes the way we relate with our father dependent on how, I mean, the way we relate with God is also similar with how we relate to our biological father. Because all of a sudden, just simply because your biological father asks you to do one, two, and three, and you choose not to do it, and your biological father decides to punish you for that very part. So all of a sudden, you think that that's the same thing that you have to be able to relate with God. You forget to understand that he's a father. As much as he's the captain, as much as the lion, the tribe of Judah, but that is a thing that I like about this father. He is a father. He's a loving father that will never allow his children to beg for bread that will never allow his children to sleep without having anything on their stomach that will never allow his children to allow the devil to buffet them because why he is a father we talked about that we says in daniel chapter 11 verse 32 he said but the people that do know their god your mindset must be able to capture the reality of you knowing your god but the people that do know their god they shall be strong and do exploit the people that do know their God, the people that do know their God, whatever you are currently trying to achieve in life, it's totally dependent on who is sponsoring that reality. I'll repeat it again. Whatever you are trying to achieve in life is totally dependent on who is sponsoring that reality. Are you sponsoring it from your own capacity or you are sponsoring it from the God class? You know too well that if my father said it is done, I know that the resources must be available your source number two also in which we talked about we talked about your fate fate and we also said on that very particular scripture one of the things in which we put here we said faith is a currency needed to pull the heavenly reality here on earth it is a currency the same way for instance in south africa faith the faith we have in south african currency is called rand I don't need for me to make you convinced if I show you 100 rand. I don't need you to believe that very particular because you know that this is the 100 rand that I need for me to be able to use to do transaction. The same thing also applies with the faith of God and Christ Jesus in heaven. Because the moment your faith is being, your faith has captured the reality. Trust me, it will take what grace has made available. The moment your faith has captured the reality in Christ, it will take what grace has already made available. And you are the one that is thinking, as much as this very particular phone I'm holding is very real, that is how the faith is also real within the spirit realm. The problem with us is the fact that just because we cannot see faith, we can see the rand, we can see the dollars, we can see the pounds, we can see the, the euro for those of you in Nigeria, you can see the naira for those of you who are Ghanaian, you can see the city. But the same way you can see the city, in the realm of the spirit, for every Christman, that's how the faith is tangible. Faith is very tangible. One of the examples that I can call, to, I can use tonight, for you to understand that the mystery of faith is in a reality. For the fact that you cannot lay hold on air, you cannot capture air, but yet you can breathe air in and out. As I'm talking currently now, I can't even count how many times I've breathed from the moment we started this very particular service. Because why? I don't need to believe if air is there, but because the reality of it, because I can breathe in and out, just because I cannot see it, does not mean that air is not existing. 
The same thing also applies with Wi-Fi. Every one of us, when we go to a particular place, the first thing you want to look for, especially if you don't have what's called data on your phone, you want to be connected to a Wi-Fi. And the moment they give you the username and the password of that very particular Wi-Fi, you do not see Wi-Fi, but yet you can download and operate everything. The same thing also applies with faith. Faith is like that Wi-Fi. The password, I mean, the username you need uh, is called Jesus, and the password is called faith. If you can put in the username, which is Jesus, um, and in incorporate the faith in there, which is the password, everything that grace, which is the username Jesus, has made available, your hand can take hold of it. The username is called Jesus and the password that you need to operate that internet that is available in heaven, it is called faith. I pray for someone tonight that is currently struggling for their faith to be alive and active. I pray for you tonight that your faith will stand strong in the name of Jesus. And also point number three, we also put a particular point on number three here. We talk about the beliefs. 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 I says what you believe becomes your reality. As much as your faith may be there for you to say, I, I have faith that, yes, Jesus Christ is Lord. I have faith that, yes, I can carry my child. I have faith that, yes, uh, this year is going to be my year of going forward. Your faith must be alive. But if your belief cannot back it up, because you can say you can keep confessing your faith, but we can see your action by your belief. Your action is what determines whether you believe the faith thereof or you don't believe it. Your action. One of the things in which I put here, I said also here in the book of First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. It says, and we thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you have heard from us, you accepted it not as human word, but it is actually as it is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. Majority of people receive it, but the believing determines the action you take. Your ability for you to believe. Your ability for you to say regardless. I know my source, my faith, which is the currency. It's currently available. And my belief to sponsor that very particular faith. The time is all that you can take. And I pray for everybody tonight that as this message begins to get down, everything that you need for you to be able to operate in the light of Christ, you will get it all in the name of Jesus. Tonight, now let's get to look at what's our point number four. Because I need us to enter our point number four. But before we read our point number four, point number four for me, it's one, it's one scripture that I love so much. Point number four is what I've titled, investment. Investment. I was saying to my wife about a few days ago, I said, I pray that the people currently now listening to me, either on Facebook or probably on YouTube or on, on, or on platform radio, every one of you listening to me, if you can get this very particular point tonight that we're putting on the table, you can, you see, you will be performing miracle as will as will perform, I mean, as chance give you life. If you can just capture this reality of this point, you will be performing miracle day in, day out. People will look at you and they'll be shocked because why? Signs and wonders will just become your default. Because why? You know which button to press. You know where to go. You know who to call. You know what to do because why? All the resources, it's already in your hand. Remember that what the point we're looking at, especially on the point number four, we are looking at the Christ man. Indirectly, we're looking at what Christ did and what the Christ man can do to make the man be able to pull the possibility. Point number four, what is point number four? It's going to be a long one, this point number four. Because if you can get this point number four for me, I promise you, my job for tonight is done. Point number four is what we've called investment. Investment. Before we continue that very particular thing, I want us to look at the Bible in the book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Lord, help me deliver this way the way you want me to deliver it, Lord. Help me deliver. Let me drop this baby the way the baby needs to be dropped. Because God, if your people can get this one, my job on it for tonight's service will be fine. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. The Bible says here, I'm reading from the AMPC, the Amplified Personalized Classic Edition. The Bible says here, And the Lord took the man. Mm. God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden with three things. Number one, to tend, to guard, and to keep it. To tend, to guard, and to keep it. Do you notice that on this very particular scripture here that we are reading, from the very beginning, even before man become consciousness or become aware of sin, man was given a responsibility for them to determine the, uh, the advance or probably the great kind of life they want to see. The Bible says, and God took the man. He put him in a garden that was already been provided. A garden that is already in existence. 
But the man has a responsibility. He has an investment from his side called the Adam. He has an investment on that very particular garden. Which is to do what? To tend the garden. Which is ability for him to look at the things of the garden. And to make sure that the garden grows. Secondly, to guard the garden. To make sure that every devourer that want to come into that garden. The man was given that responsibility. And also to keep it. Which means the thing must not die in his hand. The same thing also applied to the Christ, to the species of Christ you have already received on your inside. The ability for you to take your time to, in what you call, to tend what you have received. The tending there means to invest. The tending there means for you to guard yourself. The tending there means for you to keep it. Because the truth of it is this, my dear beloved sisters and brothers tonight. I know that we who are sitting here as pastors, we've told you that the moment you give your life to Christ, or the moment you confess Christ as the species in your life the moment you confess him as a lot of personal savior that everything stops including your mind that you don't need to think god will come and make it happen for you you don't need to submit to the point that we even go into a hard mode we were now even trying to make you to conform the bible to administer to your lost but yet we're not telling you the truth that the first responsibility that was given to man is the fact that man must stand Man must guard it and man must also keep it. We can see that jealousy was upon the man called Christ. When he came, he understood what he was called for. He says, now this scripture has been made manifest in the book of Luke. That this my job for me to come is to preach to the poor. To preach deliverance to the poor. And to set them that are bound. and to live. Because he was telling you that this is my garden. This is what I am supposed to do. And so because of that, I am going to guard the intelligence of this thing. And also keep it for posterity's sake and you and i because he did that very particular thing you and i correctly now we are enjoying all in which he has done one of the things in which i said here when it comes to investment if you don't do anything don't expect anything if you will not do anything this year my dear i will pray for you lay hand on you and close close if i do all that thing confess look into the spirit pick all the possibility that god wants for you to enjoy this year but as long as your part is not going to be on the table i remember one time the lord said to me last year and that thing blesses me he said my son it will be irresponsible for any man to ask me for anything without their part being involved in it it is irresponsible for a man to ask me for anything without a corresponding action or their part on the table. When the Lord said that to me, he made me to understand. So when the Lord asked me to do something, my son Darlington, it is time to go forward. Lord, what do I need to do? I quickly asked myself the question, what do I, what is my part to play on this thing? Because for salvation to be given to us on earth, there must be a part of Jesus dying on the cross. For you to enjoy what grace has made available, there must be a part of Jesus dying on the cross. The responsibility, the investment of God upon Jesus to make sure that you enjoy the liberty in Christ. But the truth of it is the fact that <laughs> you still have to put your part on the table. Your part when it comes to this kingdom, it has to also be on the table. One of the things also I want you to understand, huh, that part of the investment we're talking, which I'm going to look into it very soon, deeply into the investment, part of the investment we're talking, the investment of prayers. The investment of prayers. Majority of people find it very easy for them to call the pastor. Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, fast. Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, I know that if you can say this, it will be done. Yes, we will say it, it will be done. But if your part is not in it, forget it. Forget get it pastor pray for me say majority of people have turned us as prayer consultant but yet nobody is responsible for them to be able to to pray their way into their victory the past the place of prayer the place of prayer the place of prayer it's an important thing what is prayer i put here i say prayer is communicating with the intelligent designer concerning all things either good or bad prayer is a communicating porter with the intelligent designer concerning all things. I don't want to say you only pray when things are good. You pray when things are good and you pray when things are bad. You pray when the orbs are nice and you pray when the things are going down. When Jesus, I read the scripture for you. When Jesus was about to go to the Mount of Gethsemane. He knew too well that he's supposed to die for the redemption for man's sake. But he still take the place. The Bible says he pushed a little further in the place of prayer. He prayed this way. Another investment also that we need to look at into is the investment of fasting. Investment of fasting. Investment of fasting. For those who want scripture for the place of prayer, the Bible says in James chapter 5 verse 16, 
It says, men of what God, the earnest and the heartfelt continued prayer of a righteous man, it says, make a tremendous power available. You want to be able to operate in powers? Prayer is your place. You want to be able to, to route possibilities here on earth? Prayer is what gives you access to God's ear. I mean, God's heart for you to be able to take hold. Because I know that, yes, you've given your life to Christ. But without prayers, it is impossible for you to take the view. And also for those also who want more scripture, Luke chapter 18, verse 1. And the Bible says there, And Jesus spake a parable unto them to this end. He said that men ought always to pray. Let's, let's keep it there. Always to pray. Pray when, the, pray when you buy the Bugatti Veyron to sustain it. At the same time, also pray when that very particular Bugatti Veyron was taken out of your hand. Pray when you know that, yes, that house has been bought in full for you to be able to sustain it. But at the same time, also, you pray when the, what's called, when that house decided to catch fire and yet you have nothing to do. You pray when the things are going up and when the things are going down. Because why? That is your lifeline wire that sponsors the reality from earth to heaven. If you understand the mystery, the Bible says, and Jesus prayed. The Bible says in John eleven thirty five, and Jesus wept. His wept there was he was pushing a communication to the throne of heaven in the form of prayer, just to make sure that the people will be able to enjoy this rested life that we are talking about. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Also, what is another investment we need to look into? The investment of fasting, my dear. No matter how you want to wrap this year, twenty twenty one. No matter, I know that we're already in February, but Pastor, I need to keep saying it for the first quarter of 2021 because why? I want to see every one of you currently streaming, watching me. I want to see every one of you that by the time we enter into the second quarter of 2021, you're already holding the things that pertain to your life. You are already, if some of you, you are, you are already pregnant with your destiny. Some of you, you are already running your destiny because why? You have routed the force of prayers. You have run, you are now routed the force of fasting. What did I call about fasting? I said here. Yeah. I said fasting is suspending the natural reality to focus on the things above. It's suspending the natural reality. I know a lot of people say, no, Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights so that I don't need to fast. Have you forgotten your scripture once says, uh, he says, follow me as I follow Christ. That was Paul telling the people. Jesus says, all the things in which I do daring, you do it. He is making us to understand that I am a testament of the new covenant. If I fast, you also have to fast. No wonder we can see it in the book of Luke chapter 5 verse 35. Luke chapter 5 verse 35. I'm still talking about the concept of fasting. Because people don't understand what fasting does. They think that we are just trying to shed weight or to lose weight. Or maybe because we don't have food in our fridge. And so because of that, this is why they are fasting. No, my dear. It's a spiritual portal that suspends even the devil from coming around. Do you know what it means when you have... What you call when you have those beams, those red beams in your life that are standing left, right, and center. No matter the intelligence of the thief, see a red beam, he knows this thing will kill me dead. That is what fasting does. Luke chapter 5, verse 35, he says here, he said, But the time would come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and in those days they will fast. Jesus was telling the disciples, that the place for fasting is very important. He never said that you will not fast. He said, I know that I'm here, but there will be a time that I will not be there. There are some of you in the body of Christ and the church sector that there's some certain possibility you want to push tonight. There is some certain reality. You have prayed, you have given your seed and stuff. My question to you tonight, have you engaged the portal of fasting? The ability for you to fast. The ability for you to say no. I choose for me to lock my mind off the natural reality. I want to focus on the supernatural. To pull it because why? The food that you suspend. Just that sacrifice of fasting. Because you know that for example like my kind. I like my Seattle coffee. Yo, you don't understand. As I'm saying it I'm already feeling the taste in my mouth. But just fasting that Seattle sometimes can be a hell. In my mind I'm thinking yo baba. Because why? My body is trying to crave for the things of the earth. When my spirit man is saying, Darlington, we can push one more time. What is again is fasting I put here. I say fasting can be used to enforce a supernatural possibility to become natural on earth. My dear, there's these three forces that I know that no matter how you engage these three forces, all of them come together, it must work. Number one, prayer. Number two, fasting. Number three, thanksgiving. Join that three together heaven will suspend themselves to respond to you because why god himself understand the place of sacrifice prayer is a sacrifice because that 30 minutes that one hour is an investment that heavens understand 
the ability for you to praise God. Even when things are bad, you choose to praise him. Or probably when you know that you are looking at that, what's the name of that food? Egg a la carte. Or you are looking at, for us like Nigeria, you are looking at your papa negusi soup. Or probably you mix it with some serious vegetable. Like, or we call it a foriro. And all of a sudden, you have to suspend that food to say, Lord, not my stomach, but for me to focus on you. That sacrifice alone compels possibility. Another thing in which I say, I say fasting enforces your mind to stay on God. It enforces your mind to stay on God. What does again does fasting does? A fasted life is always a high tension when it comes to the camp of the enemy. A fasted life is a high tension. Is a tension that is very whereby you know those kind of you know those 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 wire they use to remove electricity from 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 the pole or whatever it's called from where the electricity is generated. You hear you by you going there you are hearing this. You if I just by hearing that sound you need to leave. That's how fasting is. So the devil understands the the simple of fasting, and so because of that it becomes a high tension. I know that you are currently praying for you to be able to marry. This is a month of February. Let me just address the whole concept of marriage. I know that you are praying. Lord, I have prayed thus far for my husband to change, for my wife to change. My question I want to ask you tonight. Have you taken the next investment that you need to put on the table, which is the investment of fasting? And fast your way. Fast your husband's mind to come together. Fast your wife's mind to come together. Fast your children for their mind to come together. And at the same time, also fast your husband that you are expecting for you to get married by this time next year. Fasting compels that possibility. I said also the final point here on, on the issue of fasting. I said fasting opened the portal for divine direction, for wisdom and great strategy. For divine direction, for wisdom and also for great strategy. Act of the Apostle chapter 13 from verse 2 and verse 3. Act of the Apostle 13, 2 and 3. The Bible says here, it said, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. <laughs> if the apostles of old did that very particular thing, remember the Bible is in our hand now for us to be able to route what the Bible says. Because I know a lot of people say, no, Daniel fast and stuff. Those are Old Testament stuff. But how come the fasting also crossed in? The fasting passed the cross, moved from the cross position, came into our reality. So if the fasting crossed over, which means you and I need to cross, you and I need to fast. The Bible says, while they were fasting, Say the Holy Spirit said to them, Separate me, Barnabas and Paul, I mean Barnabas and Saul, for the work which I have called them. And after fasting and praying, they put their hand on them and they sent them away. After fasting and praying, they were praying for divine direction. That can only be pulled by fasting and prayers. And also we have a woman in the Bible called, called Anna the prophetess. In the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 37. People don't talk about this woman most. I think the woman apparently, the moment where Jesus came, she was 80-something years old. People hardly talk about Anna the prophetess. But this is one woman at age 85 when she lost her husband at a tender age. The Bible says she dedicated herself on the altar of God. Praying and fasting the possibility, routing Christ to come. No wonder when Jesus was born, because of her fasting and prayer, Jesus was taken to Anna the prophetess for Anna to look at the thing that she has been fasting, configuring the universe to make sure that Jesus is actually manifested here on earth. Luke chapter 2 verse 37, the Bible says, And the widow at age 84, she never left the temple. What was she doing? But was worshipping day and night, fasting and praying. Fasting and praying. I know that when people talk about fasting, a lot of people want to run for fasting because why? Just for you to sacrifice your body for less than six hours, you cannot. But yet you want to route the kind of possibility your pastors are doing. My, I can do more than that very particular guy. Do you, I keep telling people, I say, see, don't be quick for you to want to carry people's blessings and stuff. Be very fast to you to, for, be very fast for you to know what sponsors that very particular blessing that you are seeing. We are quick for us to want to take Abraham's blessings am I. Have you ever sat down to look at Abraham's sacrifices to determine if you want a blessing? Jesus' power is mine. Have you ever taken out the time to see the ability for him to be nailed to the cross? We are quick for us to claim the benefits, but yet we don't want to look at the sacrifice. 
The benefit is good, yes. But can I shock you? It takes the sacrifice of the cross to sponsor the benefit of the cross. It takes the sacrifice of the cross to sponsor the benefit of the cross. That sacrifice is the investment that must come from your side. The investment of prayers, the investment of fasting. And also the next point here, the investment of the word of God. The investment of the word of God. The investment of the word of God. Ability for you to study, to show thyself approved. I am tired of seeing believers. When you ask them, when was the last time you read your Bible? The last time majority of you read the Bible, if we are honest, is last week Sunday when we had service. The last time majority of you read the Bible. And yet you want to be able to command attention on it? Do you see why some certain things is currently happening in your life and yet you are, you are questioning to say, no, my pastor is not powerful. That church I'm going is not powerful. See, it's not about the church. It's about you. We need to get to the point that will make you understand that your ability from you to be prostituting from one church to another, if you take your time to study the word of God, you can route possibility. Even when your church is not powerful, just by you being in that church, you can route the pastor for him to operate in the things of God. The word of God. The word of God. The Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 119 verse 11. It said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The word of God I've put in my heart. If I ask you concerning that very particular business, what word have you taken concerning that business? What word of God do you carry when it comes to that business? You are believing God for the fruit of the womb. What word have you taken concerning that very particular scripture? I mean, that very particular, um, what's called, expectation. You are believing God for divine health uh, to operate in your life. Have you taken out the time to look what is the provision of the scripture? You know that very, you may forget every other test, but that one for healing, you know. The word of God. The ability for you to study. You know that God, I want my ministry to grow from where it is. To the place whereby, as the Bible said in the book of Acts of the Apostles chapter 2, from verse 39 to verse 42. He says, when the power of God came, he said, the Bible says that, that they were all fellowshipping with one accord. And as they were breaking bread from house to house, he says, souls were added into it. The addition was coming based on the breaking of bread. That breaking of bread talks about the word of God. Because why people currently are looking for Bible-based belief in church. But the problem is the fact that we are quick to give them, I call them, what's it called? I call them microwave ministries. The one whereby all of a sudden you come, we tell you, thou shalt be blessed, thou shalt this. And yet you leave our church and you go to the other altars. Simply because why? We've not taken out the time for you to look through the scripture. To give you an investment that will stay even when with the pastor, our time on earth is over. My dear, I will say this as a caveat. The reason why majority of us in the body of Christ when the pastor fail, I'm not saying I'm not justifying that the pastor should fail because the responsibility, a huge responsibility has been placed on us pastor. But let me just use this one to just a bit, push shift the responsibility a bit. As much as we the pastor carries a huge responsibility, let me shift the responsibility to you the members. Do you know that the reason why you will leave your pastor when your pastor is going through troubles or difficulties or challenges or maybe they fall, for lack of better word, they fall out of the things that we're supposed to stand on. The reason why you are quick to gossip them is because the word of God is not resident on your inside. If the word of God is settled on you, you will understand what it means that if my pastor is weak currently, my ability for me to cover him... Peter understand that very particular reality because the word of God was life into him. When they were coming to take Jesus, he stood and said, not in my watch. This word must be protected. He was willing to fight even with his life. The ability to guard the word of God. The ability for you to keep studying, to keep studying, to keep studying, to keep studying. I know that you have read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Can I shock you? If you read Genesis to Revelation just in January, I encourage you to read it in February. You will see things that you didn't see in January because why? The Bible calls to understand that the unveiling of the possibility of Christ can only happen to man in time and in space. Because why? Man is limited. Our biggest limitation is time. You see, this day and night, it is time. So, what every time you spend studying the word of God, you unveil yourself to the mind of Christ. When you take time studying the word of God, you unveil yourself to the mind of Christ. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 1, he said, the beginning was the word, and the word was God. And He says, from the beginning, the word was already in existence. But how come you only remember the word when things are off? Have you included the word from the beginning? What else again is our next investment? I'm talking about investment tonight. Lord, help me deliver this the way you want me to deliver it. What else again is the next investment? The investment of seeds and sacrifices. 
the investment of seed and sacrifices. I decided to join that together because I need to finish this too quickly. The investment of seed and sacrifices. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. It says, while the earth remaineth, it says, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So which means when Noah pulled a possibility of seed time and harvest, God made man responsible for how far they can grow in life. Do you know that your belief, believing in God, is an investment? Do you know that studying the word of God is a seed that you are planting? Do you know that praying is a seed? Do you know that fasting is a sacrifice? The seed time, and what's called the seed and sacrifice. It also says here, yeah, I like that very particular scripture. It says, while the earth remaineth. Somebody was asking me a few days ago, he said, Pastor, how do I need to know that I need to, when do I need to know to stop seeding? I said, the only time you can stop seeding, either seeding in prayer and fasting or seeding with your material things to the church or to whatever. The only time you stop doing that, because the scripture here, it says, while the earth remains, the day the earth comes to an end, then fine, you can stop. But as long as the earth is still in existence, you have no business trying to think of how to stop. Because the moment you stop, you have actually just truncated your part in terms of actualizing what God wants you to enjoy. It says, seed time and harvest your nurses, which means your ability for, and can I shock you this? For those of you who are believing God for financial breakthrough, I need to say this quickly. You see, when the Lord, God's God, delivered me from that very particular thinking capacity years back by studying the life of Bishop David Oedipo of Winners Chapel, when he said that very particular statement, he said, God said to him, son, prayer and fasting, I mean, prayer and fasting does not answer to financial prosperity. Your part had to be played. If not, so forget it. It's not going to be a reality. I stopped praying for money to come. I stopped. All I need to do, my wife bear me witness, she's here this moment at the service. When we want to compel some certain things, we look for a seat to put on that very particular place. And the seat sometimes can be very painful. Painful. But you have to put it because why? You determine. The reason why the word system, let me just say this, let's just crack a joke a bit. The reason why the word system, they are very strong when it comes to the issue of understanding the seeding business. I call it the seeding business. Or for example, you call it the seeding economy. The reason why they are very strong, have you ever noticed that the world system, they give more than evil with the church. And yet you want to equate your prosperity to those guys. It's impossible. The other day I was reading a particular article where Bar Warren Buffett, I think Warren Buffett, Jeff B, no, Warren Buffett, Mark Zuckerberg, and what's the name of this guy? Bill Gates. These three of them came out. They, were, they, they, they came out to contribute 90% of their personal wealth into the system of whatever they want to do. The Bible says seed time and harvest. It didn't say seed time for believers. It says it's a principle. It's a portal that is here. Anybody that gets into that very particular place, whether you are born again or not born again, it will respond to you. 90% of their wealth. Some of us now, as I'm talking to you now, you are thinking, yeah, but not. yes, 90%. If the church come currently now, if the church asks you for 10% of your tithe, which is your covenant responsibility to your church, as a child of God, it is your covenant responsibility. It's your covenant investment to your local assembly. If you are not planted a platform church and you are planted in any different church, you have no business, in case if they have not said it to you, you have no business taking your tithe from the church you are to another church. No business. You are, you are operating in error. The church that feeds you, if they ask you what church are you going, if you say I'm going to platform church, that's where your tithe stays. If you say I'm going to rivers, that's where your tithe stays. If you say I'm going to new creation, that's where your tithe stays. Because why? The church that feeds you locally is the one that, but do you know that even with all that, the government can take your 15% from your income. But when it comes to your 10%, which is your personal seed and sacrifice as a covenant investment to God, we, the church had to beg you to give. They beg you to give. Seed time and sacrifice. Seed and sacrifice. One of the things in which I put, I say sacrificial giving equates to your position of God. It is a language God understands. Sacrificial giving equates you to the position of God because God understands the place of sacrifice. Do you know what it means for God to give his only begotten son? He has one, he gave that one. He has one, he gave all of that one. Do you know that the moment Jesus was on that cross and Jesus sustained himself on that very particular wall, the dynamics of God and Jesus changed. All of a sudden, instead of Jesus being called the only begotten of the father, it now becomes the firstborn of the begotten. 
So if it's the first, you and I, who gave our life to Christ, we are now the second, the third, dependent on your faith and where you position yourself. But it takes a sacrifice of the Father. If your Father is a sacrificial God, you have no business trying to say you want to stay safe. The church is the fastest place where we want to stay safe. We want to be at our corner. For example, one of the big things in which I celebrate most of the men of God, if you are currently listening to me or watching me, I celebrate you. The guys who stood up to fight when COVID-19 was currently hitting South Africa. I know that, yes, they said 50 members, but we're still praying. We are still fighting. We understand the place of sacrifice that if we have to die for the things of God, so be it. But there are a majority of my kinds and callers that instead of them coming forward, they were shrinking themselves to accommodate the government. Simply because the government, they are now being spoon-fed by the government reality. The place of sacrifice is no more in view for the things of God. One of the things in which I put here, for you to see how God respects sacrifice. Abel, when Abel and Cain came to offer the sacrifice, God, the Bible says, and God accepted the sacrifice. If you notice, it was, he said the sacrifices of Abel. The sacrifices of Abel. There was a particular guy also called Solomon. In the book of Second Corinthians, what's it called? Second Samuel chapter 24. And I'm not sorry, David, Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 24. The Bible there says, David paraphrase and paraphrasing the reading. He says, I will not give to God that which does not cost me anything. There are some of us here, we want to get all of God, but for us to invest in the things of God. I'm not saying you can match the blessings of God, but for you to be able to invest in the things of God, equitable to what you are expecting, it's a problem. But yet you want the all of the Father to be available for you. And can I shock you? Everything that you will ever need, let me say this again one more time. Everything that you will ever need, God has made it available, but I'm giving you a system tonight that makes that very particular availability becomes a reality. Everything. There is a level you will push yourself in believing God's word. There is a level you will push yourself when it comes to prayer and fasting. There is a level you push yourself. That very particular line will release the possibility that's available there for you. But the problem there is the fact that we don't want to be able to put that investment, but yet we want to operate at that reality. It is impossible. Because why? God has made man. He has released everything for man to be able to operate in the level they choose to operate in via the equivalent of the sacrifices they will be bringing on the table themselves. On that person also we saw there's a guy called Solomon. The Bible says in the book of Second, Chron Second Chronicle, chapter 7, verse 5, 2 Chronicles 7 verse 5, the Bible says here, And King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 20,000 of heads of cattle and hundreds of hundreds and 20,000 of sheep and goats. He says, So the king and all the people dedicate the temple of God from the place of sacrifice. Another guy also is called Jephthah. Jephthah in the book of Judges chapter 11 from verse 30 to verse 32. Judges 11, 30 to verse 32. The reason why I'm reading this one for you so that you understand the place of sacrifice. Judges 11. This was a guy, I like this guy's story. <laughs> the reason why I like his story, remember tonight is mind shift, so we are doing a mind shift system. This very particular guy called Jephthah, Jephthah apparently was fighting a battle. You can write it down, Judges chapter 11 from verse 30 to verse 32. Jephthah was fighting a particular battle and he gets to a point where the battle was very strong for him. <laughs> I don't know who you are, I pray you understand what I'm trying to say tonight. And take the advice daring in this very particular message that I'm about to, this example I'm about to give. Jephthah was fighting a particular battle. He was fighting for him to win the guys who were trying to contend with his own victory, contend with his own family house, contend with his own land. And so he got to a particular point. The Bible says, and Jephthah inquired of the Lord, which means Jephthah, he has a working relationship with God, which means he knows how to pray, he knows how to fast, he knows how to speak in tongues. If we want to look at it that way, I'm just bringing that very particular example to our time because in Jephthah days, Christ has not been made manifest, and so which means the Holy Spirit was not in operation. Holy Spirit started becoming operation in the New Testament. Mind you, this is a Bible. The New Testament, that's when Holy Spirit becomes in operation. But let's use Jephthah life, for example, just to create an example. He was pushing a particular reality. But it got to a particular point. The battle was so strong to the point that he needed to rout a possibility. The moment he made the pledge to God, God, this battle, I must win it. In me winning this battle, I will give anything that comes out of my door. 
There are some of you tonight. You have made a pledge to God. God, if only you will make me come out of this thing. And can I shock you? God made you come out of it. But in you coming out, you forget the pledge you made. And yet you are still coming back again to ask God for another new possibility. God is asking me to tell you that is a part of the covenant that you and I agree that you've not kept. Because why the Bible says that our God is a covenant keeping God. You made a covenant for this very particular thing. And now things are not going the way you want it to go. Jephthah here in this very particular passage in the book of Judges chapter 11 from verse 30 to verse 32. The Bible says, and Jephthah won the battle. Now when Jephthah was celebrating, running back home, he remembered that he said, Lord, anything that comes out from my door. And guess what comes out of his door? His only daughter. The daughter came out of his door. The Bible says, and he wept because that was the painful sacrifice. Do you know that Jephthah has the ability of him to say, I will not do this, never in my watch. The same way also with Abraham. I will never sacrifice the only one that came out of Sarah at age 90. When will another one come out again? But they choose to say, Lord, just because I've said it and I've made a vow to sacrifice this to you, let it be this way. And the Bible says when Jephthah decided to make that thing, every other battles that Jephthah went into via the force of the sacrifice there, Jephthah won all without anything, without any failure. I pray for someone tonight. I don't know who you are. You've made a pledge to God. You've said to him, God, if you can do this for me, I'll be able to do one, two, and three. But all of a sudden, because of the blessings, and the word has imputed that system into your mind, now you are at a new battle, and yet you are struggling. I pray for you tonight, that as you take the step of faith, of going back to make the pledges you made, you may not be in a platform church, you may be in your own local assemblies, okay, but as long as you make that very particular sacrifice, Father Lord, I ask for grace for them to redeem their pledges in the name of Jesus. You've made the pledge. You've made the vow. Fulfill your part. Investment also number. I don't even know. Investment number four, number five. I can't even tell. Investment in this place of service to God. Service to God. Service to God. I just had to end that part of investment because investment is a long stuff. Service to God. Our investment to service to God. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. Exodus 23, 25. He said, and ye serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness far from thy midst. He says, serve the Lord your God. Majority of people want to collect God's hand, but they are not willing to serve his heart. We are looking forward to take his hand, but not his heart. I know he's a loving father. He can still give you his hand. But majority of the time, he's wanting a relationship, a heart-to-heart relationship. I think I once said it last week, Sunday. I don't know if it was a Sunday or last week, Thursday message. I said, because I have the heart of my wife, and my wife has my own heart, our hands are available for each other. She does not need to pray my hand to be available. Neither do I need to pray her hand to be available. By default, the hand is available because why? Our heart is linked as one. That same thing also applies with your father. Your father is a loving, if they use the word, is a loving father. And sometimes you guys pray that prayer. Father, thank you because you are a loving God. If he's a loving God, do you notice that a love relationship had to be a heart to heart? How come you're always seeking his hand, but you're not seeking his heart? It also says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1, it said, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandment, which I have commanded thee this day. He said, the Lord thy God will set thee on high above nations of the earth. You want to grow fine in life? You want to be able to be great? You want your business and your life and everything for you, routing it in God? You want that possibility to happen? The condition is here. He said, it shall come to, if thou shalt hack it diligently, the place of serving, the place of obeying his commandment. When you do that part, you serving God, the default response that come on this investment level by your service is the fact that your water and your bread will be blessed and sickness will be far from you. I pray that as you take this investment step, things will begin to open for you in the name of Jesus. Another investment is what I call the investment of submission. The investment of submission. The investment of submission. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21. Ephesians chapter 5. I know a lot of times we thought that Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, Ephesians is actually for couples and stuff. Nah, calm down. 
Ephesians, that book of Ephesians, whereby we use husband, submit yourself, one to me, submit yourself to your husband, I mean, wife, wife, submit yourself to your husband. When you read that it in verse 32 down to the scripture, it was, Paul was giving that very particular testament as the mysteries of the church and also of Christ. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, what was it saying there? It says, submit to one another out of reference for who? For Christ. Submit to one another out of reference for Christ. The reason why you are finding it very difficult for you to submit is because you've not found, when I mean the word submit, I'm talking about submit to the authority that governs the church. Let's leave the part, the part of marriage and co, we'll discuss it on Sunday. You don't want to miss Sunday service. But for today, because that book of Ephesians, it says, wife submit unto your husband, husband submit unto your husband, love your wife. All those stories they said, if you now get to verse 32 of it, you now say, this is a great mystery, which I am saying concerning Christ and the church. Which means it is our responsibility for every born again believer for you to swap under a grace. The ability to swap under a grace. For the marriage context, the wife submit unto the husband, husband love his wife, and the husband submit to God, and God means submit to Jesus, and Jesus submit. So it's a system of submission that God has created. Because you can also find it in the life of God, the Father, and the Son of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 3, if I'm not mistaken, he said, and Christ did not find himself equal to God. He submits himself even unto death and so because of God God has highly exalted him the place of submission the grace that you want to currently operate in can only be released by the place of submission every graces that you see that is currently on earth can only be can only be what you call can be catapulted into your life via the place of submission you see a grace in the life of pastor Darlington and you want to convert that very particular grace it can only answer by submission it does not because why? The grace that falls from the head, pour from the head down to the skirt of Aaron's and even down to the body and stuff. So it flows from the top. So you have to be under where that grace flows for you to be able to capture the grace. We can also see that the book of Romans chapter 13 from verse 1 and verse 2. Romans 13, 1 and verse 2. The Bible says here, yeah. it says, let every person be subject to the governing authority for there is no authority except from God. It says, and those that exist had been instituted by God. Say, therefore, whoever resists authority, say, resist what God has appointed. You say, and those who resist will incur judgment. You want to enjoy some certain realities you see in the life of your fathers of faith? Have you taken out the time for you to go and submit on that day? That grace that you are praying for, God, I want the grace that is resident upon the life of Bishop David Oyedipo. Have you taken out the time to submit under that very particular authority? I know that, yes, it may be far. Part of the submitting means you have to invest your time in the books and the materials that he already has. Or probably you have access to some spiritual father that is currently available that is still alive on earth. And you want to be able to operate on that very particular grace. It can only answer by submission. By submission. And it says, because Christ submitted... Remember, it's a portal. We're talking about the mysteries and the portal that's available in Christ. Because it's a portal that's available, when you choose to shop under that system, you activate the reality that sponsors this very particular dimension, which means whatever grace this carries, and as you shop under, that grace begins to pour for you. I don't know who you are tonight. I pray for everyone that has submitted on the platform, church. Every grace that I represent, every grace that I command currently, you shall also enjoy the grace in the name of Jesus. Every devil that wants to fight you, by the grace that this commission sub under into, that this commission grace begin to fight on your behalf. In the name of Jesus, the place of submission. And also, investment. The last investment for tonight before we get into our next point is the investment of love. The investment. No matter how you want to do all this investment I'm talking about, the investment of the place of love. Come on, my time is running fast. Jesus Christ. Investment of love. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 15 from verse 7 to verse 13. John 15, 7 to verse 13. The Bible here says, it says, If ye abide in me, and my word abide in you, he said, you shall ask what you will. He said, and it shall be done unto you. He said, herein is my father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. He said, so much, so much ye my disciples. He said, as the father had loved me. He said, so have I loved you. Then he gave a commandment, continue in my love. He said, if ye keep my commandment, 
and ye abide in my love, even as my father, even as I have kept my father's commandment, and abide in his love. He said, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment. And he says it, that ye love one another as I have loved you. He said, greater love has no man than this, than a man laid down his life for his friend. Commandment of what Jesus gave us is the commandment of love. The commandment of love. When have you ever taken out the time for you to suspend your own self? I hear people say, love your neighbor as yourself. See, if you look at it from the context of the scripture, love your neighbor as yourself has never been something that is on the scripture. It is a demonic statement that you have incorporated into the church. Because why? We know to well by default, you have to love yourself. So because of the love you have for yourself, the Bible now, Jesus was now saying, he said, because I know that my father loves me, I don't need for me to love myself, I will love you by default. The ability for me to love you comes by default. But yet we've allowed the secularism and the popularity of this very particular world to make us understand that why will I need to give this person this very particular thing? You know, they say, love your neighbor as yourself. Heaven help those who help themselves and stuff. Demonic statement that has been thwarted to make sure that it accommodates men's selfishness in the body of Christ. Where all of a sudden, you see your fellow sisters or brother, they don't have 10 rand for them to be able to buy bread. In fact, those bread that you see on the shelf, that is like two days bread. I don't know how they even call those bread. Those very hard ones and stuff. I've seen it on all those packages and stuff. You know this guy need 10 rand. But you are thinking in your mind, if I give him the 10 rand. You know, Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. I need to first of all love myself before I love my neighbor. That's it. Because if Jesus want to consider that statement, remember that our service today is Christ's mind. If Jesus want to do love your neighbor as yourself, he has no business staying on the cross. Because he has to love himself by not dying for you. Because he understands, if I die for these ones, there is no way. But because you understand that the love in which I have is the love that I draw from my father. So I don't need to love myself. My father loves me. So because he loves me, I can then love you. The commandment of love. The commandment of love. The commandment to love. The ability for you to love. Not because you want to love. You Not because of what you want to get from the people. I've seen that happens in my own dispensation. The way I am currently. All of a sudden people want to come around for what they can get. Not what they can give. I refuse that kind of relationship. Because that is a love that is conditional love. The day I cannot give you the love die. But I want to be able to give regardless of if you can give me back. That's the love that Jesus was talking about. Nobody can ever die for Jesus. Nobody can ever give God his only begotten son back. But yet that does not change Jesus. I mean that does not change Jesus' position. Neither does it change God's position concerning the body of Christ. The ability for you to love. The ability for you to love. The ability for you to love. Love, the Bible said, cast it off, yes. Love is one of the things that can cover the multitude of sin. The ability for us to love. The reason why we are quick for us to attack even our own faith, even our own, is because, let's be honest, we do not love our own faith to the extent where we can protect it, regardless of the charlatans and code that will become what you call postulating agenda. For me, I made peace a long time. If I see anybody who I know too well, as long as we're all pastors and the person is messing up, if I don't have access to me to meet you, but I will never join the voices of people who will stand and be arguing feeble argument on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram simply because you want to score theological point and to show that you are more intelligent than could. No, my business is to love you. I may not like what you are saying, but I love the God that is on the inside of you because I know God died for you. He also died for me. You might have missed the mark, but my responsibility is to love you. The same thing also I pray for everyone tonight. The grace for you to love. Sacrificial love. The love that does not require to get, but the love that requires to give at all times. Let that same grace rest upon you tonight in the name of Jesus. Also, let's begin to see tonight as I look at this very particular, um, what's it called? Last point. I think I feel like throwing one point tonight before I even leave this investment business I'm talking about. The investment of covenant practices. Let's look at the investment of covenant practices. Before I go to my second to the last investment, I still have about two to go. Jesus, Father, help me. I know I may not be able to finish it tonight, but it's okay. Um, one of the things my wife keeps hammering on my head, and I'm trying as much as possible to live that reality, is ability to keep the time. Woo! I don't want to say in five minutes more. Funny enough, I feel like cracking a particular joke. <laughs> I feel like cracking a particular joke, but I won't say it now because I don't know if the person is listening. Uh, the person is a musician. If you know it, then it's fine. I didn't mention his name, so be it. My wife is like, the other day we were listening at the car, we were driving. And my wife was like, do you notice that when this man says one last time, let's sing this one last time, and he's singing one last time, it's like five minutes, and it's in his one last time. I, when she was talking, like that's the same thing that applies to you people, pastors. 
You say, just give me five minutes. That five minutes is another 20 minutes. That, that spirit will not be found in Platform Church in the name of Jesus. I will close by seven. Don't worry. <laughs> the, the covenant of, I mean, the investment of covenant practices. Exodus chapter 19, verse 5. Exodus 19, verse 5. The Bible here says, it says, if you will obey and keep my commandment. God is now telling you that this is a commandment. He said, if you will obey and keep my commandment, he said, you will be my own special treasure. But there is a responsibility keeping the commandment of God. It's an investment. You have to keep it. He said, you become my own special treasure from among all the peoples of the earth. He said, for the earth belong to me. Imagine you keep God's commandment. He said, if you will obey and keep my commandment, Psalm chapter 89, verse 34. Psalm 89, verse 34. God was speaking here in the echoes of Psalms. He said, my covenant will I not break, nor utter the things that has gone out of my lips. If God is a covenant-keeping God, you, the Christ man, listening to me, you have to be a covenant-keeping daughter or son of the Most High God. When you say yes, yes is yes. And when you say no, no is no. My dear sisters and brothers, these are all the realities that make man to dominate on earth. In Christ. Genesis chapter 17 verse 9. Genesis 17 verse 9. God also said to Abraham, If you keep my commandment, you and your descendants, there's an S there, in the generation after you will be blessed. If you keep my commandment, if you keep my commandment, if you keep my commandment, I pray for everyone tonight, as we've looked into the investment, the investment of prayers, the investment of fasting, the investment of studying the word of God, the investment of seeds and sacrifice, the investment of making sure that your part is on the table. Lord, I release the grace for them to continue daring in the name of Jesus. Point number five. Ah, because I know investment has a lot. But point number five. Just give me about five, six minutes. We'll be done tonight. Point number five is what I called the name. Remember, we're talking about the Christ man. What sponsors the reality of the Christ man? The first one we talk about, we talk about the place of your sponsor. The second one is the place of the faith. The third is the place of what you believe. The fourth we've just finished is the place of investment. And the fifth, the name. The name. One of the things in which I talk about the name here, I say this, the name, uphold all, sustain all, and release all. What name are we talking about? Is the name of Jesus. My dear, no matter what you want to achieve on this very particular earth, the Bible says in the book of Philippians that he has made his name above all names, that at the mention of that name, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. But until you mention the name, God, the responsibility of the stamp to deliver your product to your hand is not in view. Until you mention that name, I once said in one time, in one of the services, I said using the name of Jesus is like a stamp on a particular product that delivers the product to wherever the product needs to go. It's a career stamp that guarantees that your blessing comes to you by routing the name of Jesus. Revelation chapter 5 verse 13. Revelation 5 verse 13, the Bible here says, it says, and I heard every creature in heaven and on earth, under the earth and even on the sea, saying to whom who sits on the throne and the Lamb to be praise and honor and glory and power. Everybody was calling the name. I know that, yes, you are praying and everybody now these days, I hear people use the word Yeshua, Mashiach and everything and go. It's all good. It has nothing. But I wanted to understand to make it easy like us as Platform Church. We, our business is for us to be able to create realities, to provide solutions and to simplify the process. It says in the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. My dear sisters tonight, I don't know what is that trouble. I don't know what is that pain. I don't know what is that difficulties. Even as much as you believe in God as your sponsor, you have the faith to route the possibilities. You carry the belief to get the expectation. You've invested everything you can think of. But without you sealing it with a name, it has nothing in view for you. 
The name is only the thing that can make all things possible. The name is what makes every, the devil understand the name. No wonder the Bible makes us to understand. They say, Peter, I know, Paul, I know, but who are thou? When the seven sons of Sceva went there, because why? Peter, Paul, and the rest guys, he understand the name that sponsors the reality. Do you notice that Peter used the name to raise that very particular beautiful guy? Paul used the name. Everyone in the apostle was, but these guys, they have no clue what the names carry. They thought it was just an ordinary name. The same thing also that apply with us as the body of Christ. We have so much become familiar with that name to the point uh, it has now become a familiar spirit upon our life whereby we don't even take what sponsors the reality. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 16 verse 23. He says in that day you will no longer ask me. He said in that day you will no longer ask me anything. Verily I tell you the truth. My father will give you whatever you ask in my name. He says my father he will give you whatever you ask in my name. I don't know what you want to ask tonight. I don't know what is that possibility you are believing in Christ. I don't know that reality you want to see from God. I don't know what it is that you are expecting God to write for you. I hear in my spirit as you begin to rise up on your feet. I hear in my spirit the Lord asked me to tell three people tonight that as you engage on the name tonight every of your investment every of your belief, every of your faith, every of your sacrifice as you put the name tonight it will be released to you open your mouth and begin to pray and say Lord I enforce the name tonight I enforce the name tonight the name of Jesus I compel my possibilities my ability to rise I use the name of Jesus Lord I know that the rising is available every forces of the devil holding me from rising up Lord I compel the name let the name fight for me the Bible said ask of anything in my name he said it shall be given to you Open your mouth tonight and begin to pray. We've come to the end of this service tonight. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Say, Lord, Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus. I don't want you to ask in the name of Pastor Darlington. My name cannot give you what you desire. It was not written in the Bible that you should pray according to Pastor Darlington. I refuse that reality for you. But pray according to the name of Jesus. It is the name of Jesus that delivers to you. It is the name of Jesus that sponsors your reality. It is the name of Jesus that compels your faith from happening. It is the name of Jesus that make what you believe to become a reality. It is the name of Jesus that make your investment to grow in abound. Open your mouth and begin to pray and say, Lord, Ratakosha Bratalekatozi Katoza. Ibaratakosha Lekadina Kosatata. Ibaratakosha Lakatozata. Lord, I compel the name. The name of Jesus work for me tonight. The name of Jesus work for me tonight. I don't know what you are believing God for tonight. I want you to open your mouth and begin to use the name and say, Lord, over my business, in the name of Jesus, rise up. Over my marital life, every pain in my marital life, every shame, every disgrace, in the name of Jesus, rise up. Bible says that you will resist the devil and he will flee from you. It is not you that resists the devil. It is the name that sponsors your reality that resists the devil and they shall flee from you. Open your mouth and begin to resist. That's all we have for today, but be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, Family of Rest.